Hello and welcome to China on the Rocks, a podcast where we talk about the China bar industry, mostly F&B-centric, which means food and beverage. I'm Logan, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. Hi, guys. I'm Anna. And as always, our other wonderful co-host is also here. Hi, I'm Alicia. And to- Yeah. What? I think we have a special guest. We do. Today we have a very special guest, someone I very fondly call my cookie wife, and that's Christina, the second half of Midnight Bakers, which is what we're going to talk about today. So, Christina, tell us a bit about Midnight Bakers, our side hustle. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina. Uh, Midnight Bakers uh, kind of came about because Alicia cannot help herself, and she bakes in the middle of the night, and she thought, Maybe I'll turn this into a little something. So she asked me if I would do it with her. I remember she said she wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. So I had to say yes. It was a guilt trip. Um, so here we are. Well, here we are also having our first shot of the episode. Hey. So as tradition, Christina, we're going to do a shot of Irish whiskey. And then we are going to chat our little chatterbox brains out. Nice. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Wait. For those at home, this is one. I lied. I'm on two. <laughs> smooth, but not as smooth as um, our pudding. Yes. Oh, I bet definitely. you said that's all the boys. <laughs> Your pudding bring all the boys to the yard. Is that a lower back <laughs> tattoo? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so tell us about Midnight Bakers. Okay, so uh, as Christina said, Midnight Bakers is a little side project that... Um, her and I have. And basically, we bake stuff, you know, so um, we do not have a brick and mortar store. We bake from my very professional home kitchen, which is chock full of all kinds of supplies and things that we've been collecting over the years. And it started off, you know, we just did some pop ups and things like that. Um, And now we've started doing like some more events, charity, things like that. And we also do like home deliveries. So basically, we'll be like, okay, everyone, we're baking this this weekend. Place your orders, and then we send them out. Yeah, right. actually, so, Anna, our first event was an event that you organized. Yes, and invited us. Was it? Yeah. Yes. You did. So when, when you had Banana Bunch, and you guys were doing one of the, like, barbecue things, and you asked us if we wanted to come try out our desserts because you knew we were just starting to dabble. Oh, cool. I, I I remember you guys were still kind of dabbling, but I didn't know it was your first Yeah, 100% first event. Yeah, so we really have Anna to thank for getting Aww. us our start and getting our, our name and our logo out there, you know? Speaking of the name, though, where did the name Midnight Bakers come from? I swear I'm not reading this. So, <laughs> so Christina touched on this a bit, but um, basically, so uh, a lot of my friends know I'm kind of nocturnal. And there were there, are, there are, were many times where I would just like sporadically decide I wanted to bake something. And like my husband would wake up in the night and be like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that smell? It smells so good. You're killing me like I'm trying to sleep, you know. Um, and so I would always like, you know, the next morning be like, I baked this last night at midnight or, or 2 a.m., something like that. Usually so, four. Yeah, sometimes 4 a.m. And so that's where the, you know, originally I was like, oh, I could start something and call it Midnight Baker. You know, and then um, I was like, this will be way better if I asked Christina to do it with me. And so we became Midnight Bakers. So considering that you guys are a team of two, what are your roles within Midnight Baker? It's mm-hmm. a good question. Um, well, Alicia does branding. 
um, and marketing, I would say. And I do the accounting. Oh, my gosh. All the fun stuff, huh? We, wow. We would won that coin toss. I, I, this is definitely a labor. This is no. This is definitely a labor of love, right? Okay, th- th- you know we're not going to get rich off of this, but we would re- literally make zero dollars if it weren't for Christina doing our accounting and be like, no, we have to charge this and we have to do this and we have to figure out how much this shit actually costs us to come up with prices. Because I'm just like, there's some free cookies, sir. <laughs> I baked it with love, and she's like, no. I mean, at, at the bare minimum, I make sure that we don't lose money. Yeah. That's like the number one priority. Um, and then I just, it, we kind of have to keep in mind that we're not getting things at wholesale. Yeah. Um, and we have to charge accordingly. So that's what my job is. You guys also use very high quality ingredients. Yes, we do. Yeah, so we really do. define your your dessert style, your baking style? So I, I always say that we do American style desserts, but with with local twists, usually um, some kind of some kind of twist. Um, so we have like there's there are certain flavors that are very near and dear to us, you know, that ingredients we get in China, things like that. And so we always try to like add a little something special. But it, but in, in in general, the overall concept is American style desserts because actually they're quite few and far between here in Shanghai. Yeah. And I think it's also, along with the childhood nostalgia, um, I'm half Cantonese. Alicia grew up in Singapore. We're based in Shanghai. And I think all the time those three influences are coming into our recipes and our flavors. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. Tell me about the quiche. <laughs> so, so, we have, so we have like an infamous thing that, you know, it's, it's we have Logan and Anna to thank for this as well. So, you know, we, we made quiche. One, t- one of our first events, we made quiche. And uh, I'm a vegetarian. And so part of our concept is that everything we do will be vegetarian and sometimes vegan, you know. But so we wanted to to make a quiche that had like a, a bacon element. And, you know, Logan doesn't eat pork. And so something we came up with was was using basically a plant-based meat, but flavoring it like Like bacon yeah and so at the time christina was working with a company who produced this plant-based meat and we were very lucky to have a friend uh, a chef friend who helped us you know with the flavor profile so we made this really good quiche it's like blue cheese caramelized onion and uh plant-based bacon basically and it just became our famous thing and now our entire group trolls us constantly being whenever we release a menu or something like that people are like but where's the quiche so christina it's like the guy that yeah it's seriously, it's like the guy that made Coca-Cola. People, he's like, oh, I'm going to parties and events. And, you know, everybody's asking about my Coca-Cola recipe, but I just want to give them this, you know, soda water. Yeah. I mean, you know, quiche today for you, but I did bake some cookies. Yeah. These are some lovely cookies. For those at home, uh, Alicia, tell us about what you, oh, sorry, Christina, tell us what you brought us. Because Alicia brought us nothing but good times. <laughs> so I brought a healthy breakfast cookie made with barley, some ground almonds, maple syrup, oil and very low sugar jam strawberry jam which which is very nice because christina knows and and together we've been on kind of a health kick and so you know i i'd like to still have a treat once in a while and so christina's been really awesome about like making low sugar desserts and foods and things like that so that i can i can still enjoy as well but for the most part our concept it part of our tagline is never healthy you know so these are really just a treat just for us because we've all been working out a lot and things like that so we're very very special this crew 
And talking about your, apart from the quiche, quiche side, <laughs> what are your star items? Because you guys have some staples. They're very popular. Coconut pandan cake. Yes. So, so yeah, one thing we do is kind of like a pretty classic American sponge, you know, um, just like really moist. And uh, I hate that word, but a moist it's cake. okay for cake. Yeah. <laughs> a, a pandan, a pandan flavored cake. And then we do a coconut Swiss meringue buttercream. And we do some toasted coconut on the outside. And it, it's just like, for me, very nostalgic, really classic Singapore dessert flavors. And But also, like we said, the style is very American. So it's like, it's rich and indulgent and, and just super delicious. And people really love it. Yeah. Yeah. What about the donut hobos? Oh, yes. And those are, to talk about <laughs> they're actually vegan. Yeah. Um, and they're like an apple cider cinnamon sugar donut hole. Yeah. Those are very, very popular, but they're baked, not fried. Yes. They taste just like a donut, and I... Yeah, it's really like an old-fashioned donut or like an apple cider donut that you'd get in the U.S. in autumn. Yeah. So, it's a, a side question, I guess not planned for, but you guys also use a lot of your baking influence towards doing cocktail pop-ups. Want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. yeah. So, one of the first things one of the first things we did together was like um, a childhood snacks cocktail, uh, a child snacks guest ship where basically we took like different foods from our childhood and like turned them into cocktails. Turned them into cocktails, yeah, which was very, very fun. So, so, so what did you turn into? Uh well so you know some the Skittles Apparel Sprit. Yeah. Well, Skittles Spritz. We had like a trio of shots that were all different candies, like a Jolly Rancher, um a thin mint and, and um, sour cereal milk. No. cereal milk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very good. And then we had like a peanut butter and jelly old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Then we like mm-hmm. reused the, the strawberries from the syrup to make a fruit leather to go with it. And then we had a creamsicle milk punch. Oh, was very pretty, nice. Pretty awesome. Chat with yeah. top 10 best things. Yeah. yeah creamsicle is yeah. bomb, yeah. But we, we also did a, a recent like cocktail and dessert kind of pop up thing that we were pretty excited about, which was for Chinese New Year. And so we like really worked hard to incorporate some um standout chinese flavors so like we we had a um the black sesame yeah we had a tang yuan old-fashioned so tang yuan is like a a glutinous rice ball filled with black sesame paste and so we you know we did it and well filled with other things yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but um specifically we were specifically doing that one so we did like a black sesame infusion with the whiskey and we used um fermented rice wine to make a syrup and then Christina baked a little cookie to go with it as garnish. Black right. sesame. The spent like black sesame paste. I turned that into. I basically used a classic American peanut butter cookie recipe, but I used the black sesame that had the alcohol in it. Yeah. So we 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 try to you know reuse like incorporate. We, we try to be as low waste as possible, basically. And so like if we're doing an infusion, then we'll use the the, the peanut butter that we infuse the booze with, like in a cookie or something like that. You know. All right, and now the question that I've been asking you for a long time, both of you. When are you opening a brick-and-mortar location? That's a big question. <laughs> um, it's hard because we both have full-time jobs, and we would need to know that it would make money fast enough for us to quit those full-time jobs. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you the podcast would let Alicia off. I think... That- Give me some time off, Alicia. Thank you. Quiche. Quiche time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, real talk, I think a big thing for me, one of the reasons why I enjoy this so much is because it's completely on our own time. We make whatever we want and, like, the, we spend the time together and we only do as much as we feel like. And so this is, like, this is a very, like, passion-based hobby 
but it doesn't dominate our lives. And one thing that I've always worried about is like if I moved to the other side of food and drink where like I was in the kitchen or something like that, that that I would I would lose some of the love for it as well. And and I I never want to I never want to have that, you know. Oh, you wouldn't lose a love. You just get a general disdain for people. Yeah. Yeah, it's really the people. The cooking is still fun. But yeah. Everything you liked about it is still there. It's just the people. Yeah. Not the customer service. Not even the customers. It's the overhead. It's talking to suppliers. Yeah. Like right now, all we do is we like, we make cakes and make people happy, you know? And like, we don't have to work. We don't have to, like, there is something to be said about not having to rely on the on the financial for <laughs> side of it for rent. I have, know? I have harassed them before to open a <laughs> solid location. <laughs> well, people now throw, throw out some yeah. food stuff to you because I am kind of hungry. Mm-hmm. Pretzels. I would love to make you pretzels. It's on no, the- not me. Just people <laughs> in general. It doesn't have to be me. Yeah, yeah, mostly <laughs> you. But I would try it. We we started moving into like yeasted products, like in in the last Cinnamon year. Rolls. Yeah, cinnamon rolls. Yes, so they were great. Yeah, we have a really dank, a really dank brown butter cinnamon roll that we do. You make yeah. that uh, cookie, I think, like an M M&M and M cookie or something. We had at the pop up at um, but we did that pop up at the revolving door that you guys did, and it was like these great cookie things that you did. Oh, the cookie bars! Cookie bars, yeah. fantastic. Topped with cookie crisp cereal. Yes. Yeah, it was cookie crisp. That was also a breakfast for dinner kind of concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which which we love to do those yeah. kind of things. And bringing together cocktails and desserts is like our favorite thing to do. And making boozy desserts, we try to mm-hmm. co- incorporate an element of booze like into pretty much every recipe. Yeah. Well, I like it, and I like you guys, and so thank you so much, Christina, for stopping by. No problem. Uh, oh, I have more questions. We've got a lot of questions, <laughs> but I'm just getting so hungry. <laughs> but yeah, br- br- overall, brick and mortar. It's like we're not we're not opposed to it, but it you know it would definitely have to be like the perfect circumstances. Um, and we both do have other jobs that we we really like as well. You know. No, my only final question is, what's the weirdest yet either worked or didn't work? It was either a success or a disaster. But what's the the, the- craziest out there like pastry or dessert or whatever you guys ever created the sh- I, and tell, tell them about the shortbread oh tell them about the shortbread that was like black sesame yeah this is a bowl right now we have yeah uh, that one is we really, really knocked good. up so you know like a british style millionaire shortbread no yes yeah i, I don't know what that is so I'm being funny. it's kind of like a twix but it it's a layer of shortbread, it's a layer of caramel, and then it's a layer of chocolate. What? And this yes. is like a very classic <laughs> British treat. Um, and what event did we do that for? It was for Women's Day. It's a Women's charity Day at um, a restaurant in town called Tomatito. And we decided to do a black sesame version. So we added um, roasted and blended black sesame seeds into the shortbread. And then we did a miso caramel and then we melted white chocolate on top instead of dark chocolate or milk chocolate. Oh, and wow. it is fucking unreal. That that was something that was oh, like completely, sorry. completely our you're, No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I think that, that is, is maybe our curse word. So that's okay. No, but th- I feel like that was something that really like captured who we are as bakers and as people. And it, I think that is really one of our most successful desserts because it was just entirely our concept and idea that that no one's made and people mm-hmm. really, really loved and, you know, shows some really classic baking with some like really modern and trendy flavors yeah. that are, you know, really, I don't know, they're, they're very China, very China flavors. And, yeah. and it, it was just, it's a, it's a very good dessert. We can't like, you know, another thing that I really think we do well, I mean, crumbles are the easiest thing. Anybody can make a crumble, but what I is a crumble? It's just those people that don't know. It's basically similar to a pie or a cobbler, but the topping on the fruit is crumbly, 
crumbly. So it's like oats and flour and butter. Oh, butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically and, butter. And we make a lot of different crumbles, but I think that simple, simple format allows us to play with flavors in very interesting and cool ways. Yeah. Like I really like, um, there's an apple cherry one we do, but we throw in like crystallized ginger it's crystallized ginger and so much more cinnamon than normal so it reminds me of a red hot which is one of my oh, favorite nice. things but it's fruity yeah um and then what was the other flavor we did that was really cool the young may oh yeah so for those yeah. at home young yeah. may is uh chinese bayberry chinese bayberry we, we don't I, i've never seen a bayberry you, you before. you can't get it and berry all Wax no, berries, yeah, different. yeah. Wax berries different. No, wax, no, it's it's, it's another name for it. More than, they yeah. call it like berry too, actually. Yeah, but it, it looks like uh, it's like a really red. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's actually going to be part of coronavirus, but like a berry. It does kind of look like. Way to take the mood, <laughs> something like completely different. It's, people understand what that looks like. Way to make you weird. <laughs> it's right. a coronavirus ball looking. For thing. the next midnight <laughs> bakers up thing, they're going to do a uh, Fauci flakes, little biggie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, no, Young May is a beautiful, it, it's a pit inside of it. It looks like a, um, kind of almost like a lychee on the outside, so it's got that beautiful red color. But there's no shell. There's no shell, but the color outside is red. Uh, listen, Corona Girl, just let me, <laughs> let me get it all out there. Then you could. <laughs> it looks like other red fruits. It does, but there's, I don't, I've never seen I know what you like, mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yes. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just handing a picture for the people yeah. at home. I'm messaging. Giant peated raspberry. Yeah, but the With flavor. If no, there's a there's a seed in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah. Big one. It's like one big one big. So it's a pit. Yeah. Um, or Part and sweet. Everybody at home could little sour. Just yeah. Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good good this shout. Description is not working. <laughs> anyway, so it's very baker's and I've accidentally done arsenic instead of cilantro. It's very. It's very. Young way is very seasonal. The season is very short. Yeah, and so we try to take advantage of that, like when it comes around. Yeah, and do some things like that. Yeah. Also, we do a lot of desserts in jars, which is not that common here. We love a good jar, a good jar dessert. Yeah. To China on the rocks, we've turned into NPR. <laughs> now, Alicia for the poop news. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's us. Well, guys, thank you so much, and uh, we're gonna segue to another segment. And now for F and B horror stories. Spooky. So, guests, do we have any horror stories? Yeah, I'll start us off. Uh, so, when, so one thing uh, about me and Christina and Midnight Bakers is that I am, like, very impulsive and not much of a planner, and Christina is very much a planner. And so I always like to try new things, like, without, um, <laughs> without testing them first. And so what, one year, okay, it, we were doing a 4th of July pop-up, and... I said to Christina, why don't we do a pie stand? Like, that's so American. It would be so fun. We can use such cool flavors. And she would just, just immediately like, no. And I was like, why not? And she was like, I do not want to make like 20 pie crusts. It's a nightmare. Like, we don't have a food processor. It's going to take so long. So much can go wrong with crust, blah, blah, blah. So that was one of my events. Yeah, that was another one of your events. But I was like, oh, well, okay, you know, you know. But it, I was just thinking like how on theme it is. And she was like, all right. We can do it, but only because you're so excited and, like, I don't want to break your also, heart. And this so this was, like, a week of her being like, oh, I'm really disappointed that we're not doing pies. Pies would be the, I really want to do pies. Pies, pies, pies. Yeah, I live was pie. So, Christina reluctantly agrees that we're going to do pie because of um, my childlike enthusiasm. Okay. 
So we make out this whole plan for like a week because at this point we're not that experienced, right? And we need extra time for stuff. So we're like, okay, on Tuesday we're going to make crusts. On Wednesday we're going to roll them out or whatever. And so um, still teen pies. <laughs> yeah. So we had plans for 15 <laughs> pies. And so, like I said, we didn't have a food. We didn't have good equipment at the time, you know? So we start making these pie crusts. And I have this like thing in China that's like, it's kind of like a food processor, but it's actually a meat chopper. And it's really not good for it's really not good for pastry. It like really overworks it. Okay. And so I was like, let's just try it in this batch. So we put like, okay. And butter is very expensive in yeah. China. Okay. And pie crust is all butter. I, like we do all butter crust. So we load up this thing with like <laughs> enough for like six pie crusts. Okay. And <clears throat> we, we, we fill the meat chopper and we start processing it, whatever. And we do the first batch, then we do another batch. And so now we've got like tons of pie crusts ready. And so we put them in the freezer, right? And then the next day we take them out and start rolling them. And they're just, they're just like rubber. They're so elastic, which is the last thing you want with the pie crust is springing back on you, right? Because then you won't get that flaky texture. And so you can't even get them in the pan because they like, you roll it out and it shrunk to the size of like, a yes. And so, so we, you know, we realized that basically all of this crust is ruined and we have to throw it out. And one thing, we both hate food waste. Another thing, like I said, the butter is really expensive and we've just started out, right? So we have like no budget for anything. It's all coming out of our cup. And Christine just like slams it on the counter and she's like, this is why I said I didn't want to do pun. I told you a thousand times that crust is so finicky and you said, no, 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 it's going to be fine. And this is why I didn't want to do it. We are never doing this again. Do you hear me? We're never doing this again. This this is what I said, and I knew I would be right. And I was like, I know, but we can still do that. And we we did pull it off. Lots of pie crust lost. Um, and, and yes, we ended up doing it by hand with the pastry cutter, um, Christina's and grandma me, me style. Me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few, a couple months ago, someone was like, can you guys do a pie pop-up kind of thing? And I was like, let me ask Christina. And and she reluctantly agreed. But we did we did some cookie based crusts and things like that so that we didn't have to make so many uh, butter crusts. But yeah, that was uh, really a true horror story at the beginning of Midnight Bakers. Yeah. And it will live on uh, in. Yeah. In the forever. Yeah. So that's my. Yep. There we go. Okay. Christina, how about you? You, you have another yeah. another terrible um, baking experiences. Um, we made our very popular vegan brownies and we had just gotten actually no we didn't have the new molds yet they were still the old molds um but we we made all these brownies in cupcake shape because we didn't have brownie molds at the time and I had finished icing them I think we added like salts and chocolate chips to them and all the gold yummy stuff gold leaf yeah gold oh, leaf. wow you guys are built all the way for very beautiful perfect chocolate ganache all this and I dropped them all on the floor Face face down. Fake. Gravity, of course. Was it like I mean, a with ball ball? Yeah. It was like it was we had the worst. We had this new carrier and the handle broke off. Oh no. And they all just fell like <laughs> all of them. Face down on the floor. Yeah. And she was so upset. This was and this was of course because we're midnight bakers at like three thirty AM the night like, before our so, our event. So tired. Did you rebake it? Uh no, we just, just eighty six. They just, just cut it off the menu. Today, I think, right? Or we had like half we let we could sell. Yeah, we had a few that were left in the container. Like we ended up going with only like six brownies instead of like, and just being like you sold know, out twenty. Yeah, oh, they sold out oh. really fast, and she yeah. was so upset, and she was like, 
So that's one of those things you're out of yourself for. Yeah. You did nothing wrong. Yes. She's sitting on the brown being like, I ruined everything. Yes. And she's like, and I did such a good job decorating. That's when you deserve not like decorating. I I have a short one, a very short one, but I I had a big event back in Hong Kong. It was the anniversary of a bar that I worked. And we had to squeeze, like in in the citrus juicer, we're talking about maybe 20 kilos of lime. So we had kind of like a, a system going where somebody was just chopping the limes all in half <laughs> and putting them in this big box. And I was getting them from the box to like squeeze them. <laughs> and throughout this process, it was a moment that I hit this box. The box fell on the floor and all these half limes just went under all the stations, all the fridges, everything. We're talking about like a three hours before the event. And oh, we were all tired prepping the entire day. Yeah, I just let out this most natural, like I wasn't even thinking. I'm just like... <laughs> and I had to get on my knees and picked up all his lives from Man. everywhere. It took hours. We're talking about like hundreds of lines. Oh my God. Yeah. Squeezing citrus is the worst. At least it was the citrus and not the juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have been a nightmare. I like, do have a sort of funny ish. Like, it still sucks. You have to pick it all up and everything, and you can't use it, of course. Yeah. But the like, you could just get more limes or lemons. I know, but it was just such a mess. Uh, you know, Logan, you you are head I'm a head lime cutter. cutter. But no, like I, I've knocked over. But that I feel for you 100. percent Like that sucks though. That's because one of those moments that nothing's wrong. Like your handles break or you know you these things happen. That's why they're horror stories. You're talking about like, not user error. Size of a tub to <laughs> have lime. I'm not talking about a little bucket. I'm not talking about a little oh, man. We're talking about like. High volume level of yeah already have yeah it's a very sad situation. So for my horror stories, I have two quick ones. First one is I was working at a place called Cafe San Esteban in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we would for whatever reason I could do fireballs, like I could do really big fireballs. That was my my like claim to blow a fireball yeah, out of your mouth. Fireballs, yeah. I put um, what was that? Perno- I put Perno- Ray and nephew. And I'd uh, just blow a big fireball or I'd let the fire like burn in my mouth. People like, it was cool looking. You know, this is this is 2003. Yeah. All that flair. So yeah. I I wasn't flair. I was just fireballs. <laughs> I, I, like I, I couldn't do past that. I still can't do past that. But like at the time, like we had this bar back and it was super cool. He's from Guatemala. And he was like this really cool guy. And he was like, oh, I want to try too. So I showed him. And he always had braces. And that's not an issue. Just had braces. So it was a busy Friday night. We had everybody like crowded around us. And we're doing the fireball show. It's his first time doing it. We're up front, everybody. And he grabs me to the side. It's like 9 o'clock to a, like a 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. shift. And he's like, Logan. And he shows me. And he melted the rubber band on his braces. You know? Because <laughs> I don't have braces. I didn't know that was an issue. You could. <laughs> oh, my God. The alcohol. Because yeah. The fire doesn't actually. The fire doesn't burn anything. But his braces were melted. Like the little rubber band. Oh, the rubber things. band thing. Oh, yikes. I felt so bad for him, but I was like, <laughs> and I wore braces, so that's scary. Yeah, I was like, sorry, guy. Oh my! Get the quit on Friday night this time. Yeah. Then I have another one. Um, same bar, Cafe Santa Seven. I had my brother Kevin working with me. Kevin's the guy that does all the music for us. And I was, we had these bar bets going on, and I convinced him. And it's a true thing. You can't take an egg that's uncooked and crush in your hand. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Wait, what? Yeah, an egg that's uncooked. If you hold it in your hand and squeeze. It won't crack. No, it's like about the distribution yeah, of, of pressure way. and no, stuff. I'm gonna I, uh, no. stuff. Yeah, go so on. It never. No, no, that's the bet. You guys make me do it. No, it's real. It's not a trick. It's real, it's real life. One thousand and one thousand times, it works until your little brother 
is in and my little brother still being like 22 or 23 at the time is in front of a crowded bar with lots of chicas and everybody's staring at us trying to give us money and i was like oh everybody bet blah 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 and i was like oh it's gonna crush Somehow my little brother cracked an egg all over my head on a Friday or Saturday night shift. Perfect. Nice. You deserved it. And you know how you can get that so out of your hair? Yeah. Clothes. Okay, look, I feel like this is a prank that you tell people, it's impossible. No. Go ahead. And then I do grab it, and then I do it, and then I get an egg. Go get an egg, Anna. For real? I will. We'll, yeah, no, go, do it. go get okay, an egg and put it over a trash can. We'll make small talk while you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, I feel like, though... The- now, this is really happening, by the way. Liz, listening at home, this is actually happening. Anna's oh, running Anna over. Run. We do have kitchen access. But, Logan, I bet your hair felt silky soft. Oh, no. I was, like, I had to go home and change. Like, because I was like, it's gross. And everybody's laughing. You could have had someone blow a fireball at your head and then had... Okay, Anna's got an egg. I'm give- let's give her the play-by-play. Anna, you have to have your hand... Could it blow over the sink? You don't have to put it over your head or anything. Yeah, yeah put she your hand lower so it doesn't, like, you do it wrong. It has to be equal squeeze, pressure. Squeeze as hard as you can. Squeeze, 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 squeeze it harder. Harder, one hit harder. I, that's otherwise <laughs> she can't do it. Otherwise, they would break inside chickens when the chickens poop about. It doesn't work. Yeah, see, it doesn't break. Right? We were worrying. Now, Dude, now try it over Logan's head. Yeah, no, try be my younger brother and try <laughs> it over my head. Yeah. See, we weren't we weren't messing with you. And that's it's a barbell. Just it's science. Right, guys, it's not fake news. I just tried. For all of you listening at home, go try it yourself. It's true. It's a reality. And that was FMB Horror Stories. <laughs> and now for our next segment, Drinks I've Been Drinking. Drinks I've Been Drinking. <laughs> so, Logan, what have you been drinking this week? Well, Anna, what a great question. What have I been drinking this week? I actually did a play on a Coco Loco where we were taking out coconuts, banging the shit out of the top of them to get the top of it off. And then I was taking the coconut water, adding fresh young mei, which is that berry that nobody seems to know what it is anymore, but it's very seasonal in China. <laughs> red. It's red. Good, good, good description uh, for an auditory thing. It's red. And then basically blending that up with some agave and a little bit of lemon juice and pouring it back in the coconut. And giving a straw. So it's a really like coconut and uh, berry-esque uh, smoothie uh, daiquiri kind of feel. Rum. The alcohol is uh, rum with a good, well, that's where I was getting the daiquiri part from. It is rum-based. And that's the drink I've been drinking. Uh, Anna, what you been drinking? So I'm actually also on the on the rum train. I feel like it's so summery, right? Yeah. So one of my bartenders came up with this drink. It's still unnamed soon to be named but she really wanted to make a very like chinese flavors type of tiki drink so the drink has dark rum it has sour plum juice it's very common in like hot pot mm-hmm. places here cool swan lime swan mehang yeah uh some lime um a little bit of like starter maraschino for the little bit of like mm. bitter cherry to it mm-hmm. um five spice syrup mm-hmm. for that chinese cooking and chicken bouillon. Oh, interesting. For like that MSG, kind of like bring all the flavors forward, yeah. bring a little bit of savory. So it tastes like a, it tastes like a cherry cobbler, tiki, umami drink. It's so crushable. That sounds delicious. Yeah, so I'm waiting for, for a name to arise from it. I don't want to take it. <laughs> I don't want to be that person that starts naming other people's drinks. <laughs> so I'm kind of waiting Fair. for a resolution, but it will definitely be in our new menu. And the drink is so crushable. Very cool. It sounds delicious, and I can't wait to try it. 
Christina, what is the drink you've been drinking? Okay, well, actually, I was out with Alicia on Saturday, and we went to Egg. Um, there's a pop-up there right now. Chase yeah. is doing cocktails there. Chase is white. Egg is a host of this show before, our guest. Oh, yeah, on our last Camden. episode, we had Camden here. Yeah, so it all comes together. But there was a drink on the menu that had all my favorite things in it, and it's called Forever Young. And it is money, power, success. Yes, yes. <laughs> or yummy. Or all your favorite things, and not my sex. favorite things. Insects. Um, it has fresh watermelon juice. It has pastis and a bit of tonic. And then there's a lime on top. So it, it's it got the fruitiness. It's got the sour. And I just really, really, really like licorice. It kind of tastes like a fruity good and plenty. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. It was really, really good. I, I didn't know if I would like it or not, but I had a sip of hers and it was like really fabulous. Everything. Very delicious. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Oh, me. Now it's me. Okay. Well, you know, guys, it is summer. I'm going rum too. So, you know, I recently went to a pop-up uh, for Black Tot Rum and I had just, you know, a great throwback drink. I had a, just a very excellent Mai Tai. And mm, no, nice. they had a few signatures on the menu and I was like, I'm just going to go for this. And it was just perfectly made. Nothing crazy. So, so fresh and fruity and delicious. Who was the bartender on the shift? Um, was it Mitch? Yes. Yes. By the way, shout out to Mitch. He's a homie. I'm very proud of him. I just did not know he was in town or when and I'm very upset that I missed it. It was, it was very, very good. Yeah. All right. Hey, Lovely. Mitch, if you're hearing this next time. Drop your homie a text, you know, <laughs> so I know you're around. Okay, well, that's drinks I've been drinking. Um, we have a big week coming up, by the way, China and the Rocks fans. We've got Whiskey L coming up very soon in China. So next week, we've got... That's it. <laughs> we're, we're heading out to drink whiskey. We're heading out to drink a lot side. of whiskey. So we'll our next episode, side. we will be talking about whiskey. Yeah, lots of it. Lots of whiskey. And it's giving me very dirty eyes. I just want to keep that on record. Uh, this episode is coming out after the whiskey episode. So, so. <laughs> this will make no sense for you, but maybe time machine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure that one out. But anyway, thank you guys for being here with us. Please like, subscribe, follow us on social media, be around, slide in our DMs. We always want to hear from you. And it's always a pleasure to have you here. And thank you so much, Christina. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Midnight Bakers, thank you guys so much. You've been feeding Shanghai and making us all very, very happy. We try. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye.